0: Welcome to Champion Church of the Nazarene's Weekly Sermon Podcast. Each week brings a new message that looks to invite you into a new life brought by Jesus Christ. We hope you were inspired and changed by God by the message brought by today's speaker. Amen. Even when we are faithless, he is faithful. I'm thankful for that, and I I truly appreciate the wonderful testimonies this morning, and and you know, you just got to get out there, and like uh, uh, like the old Nike uh, motto, just do it, and uh, just see what the Lord will do, uh, not only through you, but what he will do for you in, in those situations, and I truly appreciate the testimonies, and testimony, you know. Um, every time I hear a testimony like that, my mind goes to the scripture of Jesus calling Peter out of the boat, and uh, you know, there was there were others who stayed in the boat, and we often criticize Peter because he began to sink, uh, but we forget that Peter had the courage and the faith to walk out towards the Lord as he left, as he led him, and the others um, stayed in the safety of the boat, and I'm thankful that. No matter where life leads us, it's nowhere that he hasn't already set foot, and uh, we can take hope and comfort and uh, encouragement uh, from that very, very uh, deep spiritual truth. Well, this morning and today, as you all know, is uh, September 11th, and today as a nation, we uh, commemorate uh, that uh, horrific and tragic day 21 years ago that has shaped so many lives since then and, and uh, what I wanted to do uh, before we uh, launch into the time of prayer is just take a moment uh, of silence and uh, introspection as we commemorate that day uh, seemingly so long ago. So let's just take a moment of silence and respect and, and observance and commemoration uh, of, uh, of this day. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for uh, who you are. We thank you, Father, that you love us. You love us so deeply that Jesus came to this earth and walked this earth over 30 years in human form and went to the cruel Roman cross and poured out his blood so that So that we might know forgiveness of sins and one day, Father, so that we might dwell with you forever. We thank you today. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you, Father, as we've been reminded this morning during the time of of worship and singing that, uh, that you don't lead us where you haven't already been. And we thank you for that today. Lord, I understand and, and recognize that, uh, that life isn't always easy. We go through difficulties, we go through hardships, we go through times of trial and tribulation, but I'm so thankful, Father, for, for the reality of the promise that, that the psalmist David echoed there in Psalm 23. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, even when the worst is possible, David says, I will not fear, for you are with me. And I thank you, Father, that that is a promise that each and every one of us today can hold dear. That when life isn't fair, when things are difficult, we can rest in the assurance that you are there. And today, Father, as we've gathered together for worship, we, we take an opportunity to once again silence our hearts and our spirits before Your throne, Father, and, and just to uh, to bask in Your presence and to come before You, Father, and and praise and worship. We thank You, Father, for this day, Lord. We, as a nation, know the significance of this day, and and uh, we just pray, Father, that You would continue to to provide healing for those who are directly affected and. And for the nation, Father, we just pray that you would continually help us as we remember that solemn, tragic day. Lord, help us in these days to be all that you would have us to be. Father, we pray for those today who need a touch from you. We pray, Father, that even in these moments you are going to uh, to hospital rooms and to homes and to bedrooms and, and wherever folks may be that, that need a touch from you and that you are not only... Uh, providing for them in whatever way they need uh, today, but you are most most importantly warming them with your presence through your Holy Spirit. Help us, Father, today to continue to to bear one another's burdens, to lift one another up in prayer, Father, to to, to be the family that you call the church to be uh, in these days. Help us to be all that you would have us to be. Father, thank you for the opportunity to worship this morning and be reminded of of deep and profound truths uh, that come from your word. And Father, today, we pray most uh, most, uh, impactfully, Father, most uh, without any hesitation, Father, we pray, Father, for those who, who don't know you, who don't know the, uh, the freedom that comes with trusting in you. We pray, Father, for our family members, for our friends, for those in the workplace that we inhabit, for those in the places that we frequent uh, on a regular basis, Father, for that cashier at the, at the grocery store or wherever it might be Lord we pray for those folks today who don't know you and we pray father that before that day ends today that that these men and women would cross the line of faith and give themselves to you help us father in these days to be all that you would have us to be help us to hear the words of, of the wonderful testimony to uh, to get out there and 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 to and to get involved in serving. And, and I found it true in my life that though I sought to help others, I was helped and served even more and blessed even more in those situations. We thank you, Father, for those times. Lord, we thank you for this day. We pray, Father, that you would just continue to help us to be all that you would have us to be, to lead us and guide us and direct us. And as you do, Father, we will give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. At this time, we'll go ahead and dismiss our kids to Junior Church. Uh, you will be with uh, Jonathan Emily. I was on my way because he said fun. <laughs> I want to have some fun. Nah. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank. You. Thank you so much. And uh, I just, I just, uh, I know I don't know that I've said it in our time here, but I do, truly do appreciate the, the music and the worship. It's it's such an uplifting and and. Uh, wonderful thing and I'm, I'm very very appreciative of it all right if you would take your bibles and open them up to the old testament book of joshua joshua chapter four joshua chapter four this morning Joshua chapter 4. And uh, going to be reading uh, verses uh, 1 through 7 this morning, here in just a moment. Uh, Humans, we as human beings, are naturally forgetful. Have you ever forgotten anything? (laughs) Have you forgotten anything important? Yeah, I think we all have at times. And the reality is, as human beings, we often need help in remembering. And that's why we have things like anniversaries and even altars at the church and ceremonies uh, to help us remember. And when, when we pause our busy, busy lives, To remember the past, there are a few specific things we do many times. We look back with honor. We stand firm in the present, and we have hope uh, for the future. And that is what we as Christians are called to do. We, We look back with honor, remembering those who have come before us. We stand firm in the present. And we look with hope uh, to the future. Joshua chapter 4, beginning at verse 1 this morning. And if you're able, would you please uh, stand for the reading of the word? Joshua chapter 4, beginning at verse number 1. When all the nation had finished passing over the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua... Take twelve men from the people, from each tribe a man, and command them, saying, Take twelve stones from here out of the midst of the Jordan, from this very place where the priest's feet stood firmly, and bring them over with you, and lay them down in the place where you lodge tonight. Verse 4. Then Joshua called the twelve men from the people of Israel, whom he had appointed, a man from each tribe. And Joshua said to them, The waters of the Jordan were cut off, so that these stones shall be to the people of Israel a memorial forever. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for all the ways that you've sustained and provided for us in the past. You truly have blessed us. We thank you for your word today. And we pray, Father, that your word uh, would... uh, come from these frail, feeble human lips and be transformed by your spirit into the words that we need today. We pray, Father, that you would speak to us. Help us to remember the moments and to trust that you will continue to be faithful and help us as we continue to look to the future with hope and assurance because you are there. We thank you for this time and what you've already done in the time of worship. And we pray, Father, that you would be blessed uh, and to bless us as we continue through our time together. May everything that is said and done bring you alone honor and glory, for it's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. Uh, this morning I had intended... Uh, to continue on with the uh, message series that, that I've been uh, presenting and pouring out to you about blessed, broken, and given. And this week was going to be uh, the subject of being broken, uh, but as he has done uh several times over the times that I've been in ministry, God said, no, I don't want you to do that. And uh, there have been times, uh, believe it or not, that I have gotten up on Sunday morning and I'm ready and I know exactly what I... And God said, no, that's not what... And those times uh, are frightening, are frightening. That didn't happen this morning, um, but uh, the Lord kind of reminded me as we uh, commemorate and pay homage to uh, what happened 21 years ago on this date, to take an opportunity to uh, to, to remind us once again, because we need reminding. <laughs> do any of you need reminded to do things? <laughs> I do. Uh, I'm only 48. And I have come to find out that there has been a great uh, shift from when I was 28 and 30 and 35 and 40 and even 45, and and and, and I'm finding myself uh, needing to remind myself uh, more often. And I will give you an example. Sometimes I will go to the store, to the grocery store, to the Walmart, and uh, And uh, me, being me, uh, being stubborn uh, and uh, being of German ancestry, uh, which means I'm stubborn, I say I need A, B, C, and D. And I will say, well, there is absolutely no reason to write it down because I of all people, can remember A, B, C, and D. And so, I don't know if this happens to you, but it happens to me quite often. So I will go into the store, and the reality is, before I have gotten out of the parking lot, I've already forgotten A, B, C, and D. And I come home with W, X, Y, and Z. Now, I don't know if that happens to you, But there are times that I need reminded. And we as Christians need to be reminded as well. We need to be constantly reminded of God's faithfulness. There are times that I'm convinced that the church of Jesus Christ takes uh, some things almost for granted. We know the truths of the scriptures. We believe them. And it's not that... And it's not that we hold them in low esteem. We know them. We know that we know that we know. But there are times when, uh, through circumstance and not intention uh, we, we almost not forget, but they become secondary to the things of life, and we need to be reminded. And I'm so thankful that we have things like anniversaries and birthdays and even at the altar of the church, I'm so thankful for the altar of the church. And, and there have been so many times when, when I've had the privilege of praying with folks and they would recount what was and, and now what is come. Or in testimony, so often, I love, uh, I love the testimonies of the saints of the church. In the church that, that my wife was uh, basically born into and raised up all of her life, uh, on Wednesday evening the prayer meeting was held in the church. And a big portion of the prayer meeting was the time of testimony. And I would, always, I would always sit there and just soak in some of the testimonies of so many of those who now, many of them are in heaven enjoying the reward of their labor. And I'm so thankful that that I had the opportunity to hear those things. And so many of them um, continue to be with me unto uh, this day. I'm so thankful for them. And we at times need to be reminded. Many of us work hard to remember the things that matter to us. Birthdays, as I mentioned, anniversaries, moments in time, people, pets. The list could go on and on and on. We do this because we know how fickle our memories can be sometimes. We often forget the things that matter to us, not because we want to, not because we're heartless, but simply because we're human. We need a time's help to remember, and it's been that way for a very, very long time. Today, uh, as September 11th, we commemorate and remember that fateful day. And not too long after the events of that day, uh, country music uh, star, Alan Jackson, penned the words of a a song entitled, Where Were You When the World Stopped Turning? And uh, as he commemorated and, and remembered that day, And as you and I take moments this morning to remember, I can probably guarantee each of us remember where we were on that day back in 2001. I remember where I was. I was at home. Teresa had uh, taken up the opportunity to fill in for the church secretary while she was away on vacation at East Liverpool First Church. I was at home with our, not to think about it, it's amazing that she left me alone with our two-year-old daughter, Kendra. <laughs> and, uh, and spoiler alert, Kendra's just fine. Uh, and uh, I can remember uh, that morning watching uh, some very deep, theologically sound programming on the television, including Bear in the Big Blue House, Elmo's World. I mean, these were deep things. And I can remember, you know, uh, singing the song a little bit, you know, Elmo's World. Anyway, uh, and, and I can remember that uh, we at the time lived in a duplex, and because we were watching that channel on the television set, I had no idea what was going on until I heard the neighbors on the other side of the duplex uh, become extraordinarily loud, which was not in there, uh, not, not something that they did, and, and, and crying and, and hearing someone say, well, get on, get on, you got to get on the television. And uh, so I turned uh, the television and and there it was in horror, uh, vivid imagery. We need help remembering. It's a wonderful thing to be able to remember. We remember that day. And there are so many things that are difficult that that we strive to remember. But we need help at times to remember uh, the good things. In life, and we work extra hard to remember the good things. I told uh, you all several weeks ago about uh, the time when I was sick and suffered catastrophic kidney failure, and and the levels of the toxins in my blood were so high that the doctors didn't expect me to live. Well, one of the side effects of all of that going on was that I had lost a great chunk of my memory. Um, And there were things that were extremely important that I simply could not remember, and it frustrated me to no end. Now, over time, those things have come back little by little, but there are still big chunks of my life that that, uh, Teresa will say, uh, things that happen, and I will have to simply say, well, I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember. We, at times, don't remember things that are important. Well, do you remember that time? And then, yeah, I don't remember. And, and uh, there was a time when, when uh, and I'm not proud to say this, but there was a time that I couldn't even remember our daughter Kendra being born. And I was there in the room. Now, I, I, I can now. I remember that day now. But there was a time, and that it was so frustrating to me, that monumentous, that super important event, and I couldn't remember it. We have to work hard at times to remember. In the Old Testament here, we've read, we're introduced to one of the tools in ancient times to help people remember. These were called the altars of remembrance. The book of Joshua gives us uh, this example, especially here in chapter 4, when he talks about each man take a stone and set it. Twelve stones, one for each tribe, to commemorate the miracle the Lord had done. And uh, the scripture says, to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever. We, at times have things in our lives that serve as, as stones of remembrance for, for our life and for my life. Uh, there are things that, that I have, objects that I have that are dear to me that I will not part for any amount of money simply because not of the object themselves but the memory attached to them. For example... Well, my daughter has it now, but I was given, when I was a young boy, I was given a 20-gauge shotgun from my grandpa. And my grandpa was, I often say, he was one of the greatest men I ever knew. He uh, filled us with so much wisdom and so much uh, experience. He would say things like, Get all the education that you can. He would say things uh, like, use your head for more than just a place to hang your hat. Deep, deep things. And he would say, because I was severely introverted at the time, boy, I can't hear your head shake. (laughs) I can still remember him saying that to me. My grandpa was one of the greatest men I've ever known. He was not a churchgoer. He was not a Christian up until about three days before he left this earth. But yet the things that he imparted to us uh, grandchildren is something that I'll hold on to forever. And this 20-gauge shotgun, my grandfather, uh, his family came from Germany. His his dad and his Dad's uh, three brothers came to Ellis Island. And when they came to Ellis Island, they they decided to split and went in four different directions. And, and my great-grandfather came to Warren County, Ohio. And that's where my grandpa's story uh, took place. But my grandfather, being the, how he was raised, was an avid hunter, avid fisherman. He was an outdoorsman. In fact, he was... Uh, took his love of the outdoors and applied it to his vocation, and became uh, the superintendent of Beaver Creek State Park back in the '60s. And he retired in the early uh, '70s. He was a great man, and one of the, the greatest things. And, and quite honestly, I don't know that he's ever said this to another one of his grandchildren. And it came as he was uh, as he was moving to Indiana. Uh, from Ohio, he was up in age and needed help to be taken care of. And, and as he was going through his things, he gave uh, this particular item to my brother and me. And, and the words that, that he said along with that um, are words that, that mean so much to me. He never said that he loved us, though we, we knew it. But he said, I'm proud of you. He's never, uh, to my knowledge, he never said that to any of his other grandchildren. And I've carried those words. And, and that particular object, as, as I think about it now, my, my, I've passed it on to, 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 my, uh, to my daughter, Kendra, means so much. And we have those things at times when we have those opportunities. Many of us have photographs. We look back and we oh, remember that? Remember that time? We see an altar here in Joshua chapter 4 made for the purpose of remembrance. God knew that his people needed these tools to commemorate moments in their collective history so that they could look back in honor, that they could stand firm in the present and have hope for the future. We do the same thing today. We commemorate these dates throughout the year to remember our past to make sure that we never forget, and among other things, never forget the courage, the sacrifice, and the price that was paid by others, many of whom we will never know on our half and on our behalf. And today is one of those days as we pause our busy lives to remember the significance of this day. One of the most important things we do when we remember is to honor the past. We honor the past. To honor the past, uh, that word honor simply means to give great respect to, to hold in high esteem. And when we look to the past, we can see that there are countless individuals who've gone on before us. I referenced many of my spiritual uh, mentors, members of the faith those who have gone on before, many of us whom have sacrificed unimaginable things, including their very lives, so that we can enjoy and celebrate the freedoms that we have. We honor their memory today, and we are grateful for their sacrifice. There are times when uh, we hear the stories of individuals that we will never, ever meet on this side of eternity, and we are just absolutely just taken aback to their courage and to their sacrifice. A passenger aboard United Airlines Flight 93, Todd Beamer helped lead a revolt against the terrorists who hijacked this plane on this date back in September 11th of 2001 and may have saved the United States Capitol that very day. You see, for most of his life, Todd Beamer wanted to play professional baseball. He dreamed of it, but a car accident dashed those hopes. But his athletic prowess nevertheless came in handy. At the age of 32, he helped lead a passenger revolt among others on United Airlines Flight 93 after it was hijacked, this date, back in 2001 through and though he died tragically, along with the other passengers, he likely saved countless lives. Here's the part of the story that we, we may not have heard or don't know. On that very morning, he was supposed to fly to California for a business meeting. He had planned to fly back to New Jersey later that day so that he could be with his pregnant wife and two sons. But everything changed when those terrorists took over his plane. Like the other victims on board, he soon realized that he might not survive. Tragically, he didn't have much time before the plane would ultimately crash. But in the final moments of his life, he chose to fight back against the hijackers alongside other passengers and crew members. And the destination of that plane is now believed to have been the United States Capitol. The story of Todd Beamer is encapsulated in the words, his final words, that were recorded as they formulated the plan to take over the aircraft from the from the hijackers. Let's roll, let's roll, and we know, and we know the outcome of that. We look to individuals like him and so many others that day, and we honor them. Our history is full of amazing people and families who gave everything. They did it for many varied reasons and purposes, but all the same, and we honor them today. We must also remember to forgive our enemies and pray for those who persecuted us. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus gave us very clear instruction. But I say to you, when you're persecuted, bless them. Do not curse them. Forgive your enemies. Forgiveness is one of the most powerful forces on earth. We must learn to forgive others just as we have been forgiven. And that is hard at times, especially in situations and and circumstances like today. If we want bitterness and anger Of the past events will only rob us of our present peace. And so just as we remember to honor the past, we must also remember to forgive. This frees us to be faithful in the present. And that's what we need to do. We need to honor the past, but we also need to be faithful in the present. In Ephesians chapter 5, the Apostle Paul is reminding and remarking to the readers and to us today to remain faithful in these evil times. Making the most of every opportunity, understanding our past, making peace with it, and honoring those who've gone on before helps us, helps you and me to stand firm in the present. We must understand that there is a very real evil in this world. And we must also understand that God is faithful. We've been reminded of that through the music this morning. He is with us. And he is watching over us. History teaches that no one really knew what was about to happen on that Horrific Sunday morning, December 7th, 1941. That is the day that the Japanese Imperial Army attacked the United States Naval Base at Pearl Harbor, as we know, just before 8 a.m. on that Sunday morning, hundreds of Japanese fighter planes descended on the base where they managed to destroy or damage nearly 20 American naval vessels, including eight battleships and over 300 airplanes. More than 2,400 Americans died in the attack, including civilians and another 1,000 people were wounded. The day after the assault, President Franklin D. Roosevelt asked Congress to declare war on Japan. The day after the assault, war was declared. Now think about how quickly things can change in our lives, how things changed from December 6th now to December 8th. Those stationed at Pearl Harbor were thinking about going to war the night before. And yet that's how quickly it happened. And that is an encouragement for each and every one of us. That we must make the most of the opportunities that God has given us, the abilities and skills that he has given us. We stand firm, and faith that no matter what happens around us, God is faithful and able. We are not called to live in fear, but rather to live empowered lives of hope and trust, living in God. We are to go forward knowing that, that he is with us and will continue to be with us. We need to be faithful in the present. That's the message for the church today. Be faithful in the present. I know that the world, I know that culture is trying to pull the church apart at the seams, but the, but the call from the scriptures and from the Lord is to remain faithful. We must remain faithful. And lastly today, we, as we remember We are also to have an immeasurable hope for the future. I've heard so many preachers and so many saints say, I've read the back of the book and we win. And I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that one day, and it could be coming soon, we will hear those precious, precious words, well done, good and faithful servant. In the end, we have the victory. Jesus wins. End of story. And one of the specific ways that we keep this reality at the forefront of our minds, and we were talking about it a little bit before the service, is when the church has communion. Um, Pastor Dave uh, shared with you in communion a couple of weeks ago. And when we take communion... It's just like the altars. It's just like these stones that Joshua is telling the people to set up and as a time of, of remembrance. It is a powerful tool of remembrance. By sharing in communion with one another, we remember the sacrifice of Jesus as we also look forward to that day that the eastern sky is split open and he comes back. This specific point is so important, in fact, that the early church took communion every time they got together. They wanted to keep Jesus at the top of their minds and remember that through him there was hope in the future. Let me encourage you this morning. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you're dealing with, but you can have hope. You can have hope, and the source of that hope is Jesus himself. So where is our hope today? As we look to honor the past, and we want to do that, especially on days like today, we honor the past. We honor those who, in the church who have gone on before us. We honor them. Uh, we give them the respect and esteem they deserve as we look at our present circumstances and, and, and the world around us, and, and uh, we, uh, we embolden ourselves once again to remain faithful to the Lord. We also are called to to look to the future. Are we encouraged? Are we hopeful? Are we assured? Are we making the most of the opportunities God has given to us? As I close this morning, let me just give you a couple of, of encouragements. As, as individuals and as the church, and you may already do this, and that is awesome, but could we start with gratitude more often for all that God has done? Could we thank God for the many individuals and families who have sacrificed so much in order that we might enjoy the freedoms that we have today? Could we pray for God to comfort those who need comfort today? Could we pray for God to forgive our enemies, and to help make things right with those He can, who, with those we can. And finally, can we pray for our nation? Our nation needs prayer. We need to pray for our leaders. We need to pray that that revival would sweep across this nation. Can we do that today as we remember? Let's pray together this morning. Father, we thank you today. We, we thank you for the passage of Scripture here in Joshua chapter 4, a, a passage where they took the opportunity to remember what you had done for them. And Father, as we read through the, uh, the, the next pages of, of the scriptures, we, we understand that life wasn't always easy for the children of Israel. But I'm thankful that they took the opportunity to remember and to stand firm and to be assured that you were with them. Could we, as as your children, do that very thing today? Help us to to honor the past, especially on days like today. To be encouraged to to remain faithful in in our current uh, situation. And Father, help us to always look with hope to the future. Because we know you're already there. And we know that in the end, you win and that sin will be banished forever. So I pray, Father, that you would help us to to be all that you would have us to be, to honor the past, to remain faithful in the present, and to have hope in the future. Help us in these days, Father. Bless us with your presence in a new and fresh way. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.